Hey guys, it's Sleeper Kid, and you are here. You're here? Oh, I always fuck that up. I'm here, <laughs> and this is Wrestling with Fetish, and today is November 8th, 2018. I think I got that right on the first try. Yep. And I'm actually sitting here with a very close friend of mine, also happens to be one of the best models I've ever worked with. Um, absolutely stunning to look at and great to just um, collaborate with, the beautiful Luna Lane. Hello, everyone. Mm. And so we just actually finished doing a shoot. Mm -hmm. um, can you, what was it? It was did like a POV versus a super villainous yeah. thing, and you were the bad guy. I'd make a great bad guy. That was fun. That was really fun. Um, and I was actually not even like, I didn't know if I felt like shooting today, and then you showed up, and I was like, I felt the energy. Awesome. I was like, let's do this. Um, and uh, before we continue, uh, Luna will be vaping during this, so if you guys hear what sounds like a snake. <laughs> it's not really a snake. Yeah, we're not going to get attacked. But um, let's get to it. So... Um, one of the things that we do here, um, actually very interested in hearing a lot of these stories because like we never really got a chance in the hustle and bustle of, of shooting to really sit down and just kind of shoot the shit. Yeah. Uh, at least the last couple of times they've been like kind of in and out. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I got to go do this. And we had yeah, shit I'm to do. Yeah, I'm when I'm touring. But, um... Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Luna Lane is a, uh, a fetish model, but mm -hmm. you've also done your own productions as well. Yep. Yeah, um, I also run my own clips for sales store. And we will plug those at the end of the show. Thank uh, you. And you do, how many stores do you have now? Just the one? I just have one. Um, I'm interested in starting another one that's more dedicated to like, I'd probably gear it, gear it more toward my like dom side stuff because mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit confusing for some of my fans to be like, well, here she is, you know, getting knocked out and doing whatever weirdness fetish can encompass. And then like, you know, I think the dom stuff is a little bit more sort of its own specific thing. So I'm playing with that idea, but that's actually we'll see if I get around to it. <laughs> no, no. And we'll bring that up later because that's something that I've always found very interesting is, um, kind of like when you brand yourself as a dom mm -hmm. and then you start well actually you didn't start off branding as a dom right you you, you want to go more towards that now or it's not that i'm interested in like branding as a dom um but like in my personal life i'm a dom mm -hmm. so i and like i i very much enjoy doing the dom stuff yeah um but i think that they're like ds kind of like i mean it, it is separate from fetish like mm -hmm. it's it is not a fetish um, and so I think that holding that a little bit separate can be kind of good so that people are a little bit more like clear on like what they're getting and like it's a little bit easier to find I think that way. And I feel like a lot of um, a lot of models that have started that started off as Dom, at least from what my experience, have gotten a bit of backlash when they've started to do videos where they're being well, let's say they're in a losing position or they're mm -hmm. in a position of submission, a lot of their submissive fans they, they get a little upset. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that too. And like, I've never had someone just be like, what, what, you're a dom though. Um, <laughs> but I feel like... They're like, I'm also not a superheroine. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> but I thought you really did rob banks for a living. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, fetish and kink are weird and people, I think people sometimes like over project a little bit and like think that the fetish models are actually into what they're doing and like... I'm sorry, guys, but most of the time we're not. <laughs> oh my god, did you just you just broke the fourth wall? Oh my god, destroyed I'm so it. Sorry, <laughs> took a, took a piss on it. Yep. 
filmed it and released it on the clips <laughs> herself. Um, yeah, all right, well, well, we'll get it back into that because that's actually a pretty good topic because I've, I've always found it's very interesting. I've actually missed work with certain models because they're like, well, I can shoot your wrestling videos, but just make sure I don't lose. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, uh, yeah. uh, custom, well, I have like three custom scripts where you do lose, you know, to, it doesn't matter to who, but, yeah. and I was just like, is this really this important? And to a lot of them, it is. And you, mm. know, you have to respect it. You have to go like, okay, that's fine, but I, yeah. I can't hire you if I can't do like five out of six clips with mm-hmm. you. Um, which sucks, because there's some really great models out there, but I, I get it. They're, they're holding themselves to the standard. Uh, but let's go back to that. Um, what we're going to start off with is um, the thing that a lot of fans really love to hear about is um, details on how you got into this, uh, how old were you, if you don't mind saying that, like mm-hmm. what, what sparked it. You know, usually it's from what I've you know, a lot of the friends is like, oh, someone told me about this one gig and there was this one yeah. shoot and I showed up and boom. Um, well, so I got into, I got into modeling itself when I was 15 and was doing glamour stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing it kind of on and off until I was 19 and then I started doing it full time again. Um, met a fetish model. She introduced me to it, set me up at the store and I was like, okay, this stuff is really weird, but I can make a lot of money doing this. I can shoot my own content. I can work from home. Yep. And honestly, it's way more fun. And the people in fetish are so much nicer. Yeah. I'm sorry to any glamour guys out there, but <laughs> fetish people are... I haven't really had, like, a bad experience shooting fetish yet. Well, what's what was the first shoot like? Was it... What kind of store was it? Because usually... Can I take a guess? Was it... I know one of the... The ones I hear all the time is always, like, a foot fetish or bondage. I'm trying to remember now my very first one. Um, I think... Wow, I actually really don't remember. Because <laughs> I did a little bit of bondage stuff. And I think I did a couple of, like, mildly feedy things. But, like, mm-hmm. honestly, like, those are so mainstream. Like, that's not... That's usually, like, the... the, the, the I mean, no pun intended, but the foot in the door. Like, yeah. A lot of girls will be like, well, this guy wanted to take pictures of my feet. And I was like, what's wrong with that? Yeah. And then he wanted to touch them. Or then this he wanted a girl to caress them. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of... It starts to snowball, and then yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's, it's not like you know. And then I was doing coke, and uh, you know, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but um, it's just one of those things where uh, I feel like bondage and feet are like the most uh, popular ways yeah. to get into the world. Well, they're they're the most popular fetishes. Mm-hmm. Um, although, if bondage is a fetish, is debatable, but well, it depends on the context, I guess. Yeah, of the bondage. Yeah, so I, I honestly don't remember my first bondage or foot shoot, but I'm pretty sure those were my two my two first bondage or fetish things. But I'm trying to remember what my first my first shoot was, where I was like, "Oh, fetish is fetish gets odd." Yeah. Yeah, because I remember. I remember Let's hear about shooting, that. <laughs> I was shooting with Andrea Rossu. And I love Andrea. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. Um, and there were a couple of other girls you there. You guys remind me a lot of each other. Sorry, I didn't mean yeah, to interrupt. Yeah, she's, she's totally my oldest You sister. guys literally, like, uh, the first time I met you, I was like, this is like like a bizarre world. And yeah. yeah. So, we yeah. have really similar personalities. We look a lot alike, and a lot of people are like... Well, even the way you're eloquent, the way you, you speak. Yeah. It's, I think even the tone of your voice. Like, I, I literally was like, I kind of kept looking at my wife. I was like, this is like... Yeah, Andrea. It's like from a different dimension. Well, I mean, I'll take that as a compliment yeah, because Andrea's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the hell were we shooting? <laughs> <laughs> but right, I remember she was shooting this like weird little like Scooby Doo montage thing where she was. Um, oh my god, I think I know this club. Someone mentioned it to me, uh, like Daphne or Velma yeah, she, or something. Yeah, uh, whichever one the redhead is, because I actually never watched Scooby Doo as a kid. Oh, Velma. Velma. Yeah, yeah she was Velma. 
And she was shooting this ridiculous thing where she, like, got trapped in a shower and got wet and was yelling. And then was like, oh, my God, I'm wet. Now I'm wet. And I was like, wait, wait, one sec. Someone is paying you for this? And she was like, yeah. You know, told me how much. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to get all that. And I feel like the great thing about fetish and the reason I haven't, I never felt like bridging off to doing like you said, more glamorous or even like mm-hmm. porn, um, it's because there's so much variety. Like yeah. it's, as long as you, I mean, unless unless you are specializing like in one thing, there's some girls who just really like bondage, um, or some girls even if if you don't like it, there's some um, things that your fans kind of pick for you. Mm-hmm. They'll yeah. kind of like they'll just keep requesting this thing that you do really really mm-hmm. well for them. Yep. So I guess that's the next question: is what have what after you stepped into the world of fetish, what did you find was like your specialty? To yourself, like things that you liked, but also versus the things that fans wanted to see you do. Um, it's been a lot of limp stuff. Um, mm. It, it kind of comes in cycles. Um, I definitely seem to get a lot of the campy stuff, and I'm I think that like I'm I'm good at the campy because I'm I'm down to be ridiculous. Like I'm a total dork in my real life, so people were like, "I'll pay you money to be a dork on camera," and I was like, "Excellent, sounds good." I'm gonna do um, it anyway. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna do it anyway. I might as well film it. Um, you know, so it's like. Getting my head stuck in a trash can. Uh, <laughs> getting stuck under the bed. Um, getting knocked out by invisible gremlins. That was one recently. Oh, God. Um, We've had so many models that have gotten customs from that gentleman. Oh, really? Yep. We have yeah. to say the weird words and stuff like that. And you get like... I think he had weird words particularly. Oh, okay. But yeah. maybe might have been a different guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you hear them like scurrying on the ground and you're like, what was that? And they hit you with like stuff. A little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been getting a lot of vampire ones recently. Um, I don't have like one specific thing that I get a ton of, like, but I have a couple of things that are like, keep coming up. Um, so like a decent amount of lift and carry giantess sells well for me. Um, I think like I'm, I'm fairly, fairly big for a woman in general. So Mm. giantess does fairly well. Um, taboo stuff sells really well. Well, you do have size 10 feet. I know I that. I do now. have size 10 feet. <laughs> could not find boots for you earlier. It was so. hard. I ended up wearing yours. Yes, you did. Yes, you yeah. did. You guys will love that clip. It was like, I actually did a one-handed removal of a buckle zipper combo, which <laughs> seems like it's not a big deal, but... Oh, it's hard to do one-handed. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was crazy. Especially if you're trying to film. Um, but, uh, okay, so... But what... Did something become, like, more... Uh, I guess ordered more often than anything else or it just became not like not any a... one specific thing mm-hmm. I've got a couple things that keep coming back but so anyhow. a lot of limp stuff a lot of limp stuff a lot of like lift and carry stuff um, melting that is one that I keep getting interesting get a ton of melting clips okay so for those who don't know what that's about can you give them a quick oh window? god I'm melting oh god I'm melting And then you just collapse or, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. So it's basically like a fainting thing or you just. It's supposed to be that you're, you're like melting into goo. It's very, you know, wild, wicked, wicked mm. witch of the West. But, um, I don't like, I don't show a puddle of goo at the end. I usually just like, I show me collapsing onto the floor and then I show like my clothes empty on the floor. Oh, ah, okay. And I guess the insinuation is that I've just kind of flooped away. But it's fun. It's a lot of rolling around on the floor yelling, I'm melting! Oh my goodness. Um, okay, so we have we have melting, we have limp, uh, which is our specialty. We do a mm-hmm. lot of knockout stuff. Um, uh, sleepy, I guess that 
goes in with the limp stuff. Uh, the giant test stuff. Have you ever worked with our friend uh, up uh, in Gary Pranzo? Yeah. No. Oh, you haven't? No, because okay. I've never, I've never toured. Honestly, I. No, oh, he's great. <laughs> I don't like touring. Um, I like being at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like traveling for work. I'm like, I'll do it, but I don't like to. So the fact yeah, that Gary's all the way up in New if Jersey. If I was, if I was problem. in your position, I'd be like, I will tour as long as I can also sightsee and like have time to check shit out as opposed yeah. to just going to hustle but and the balance is always the problem because like you know it's expensive to travel and like you can make a pretty good amount of money mm-hmm. you know touring but like there's, there's so many like complications with it like you always have people cancel and like you know accommodations fall through and all yeah. the stuff goes wrong and like it ends up just being a giant stress pile ugh I mean, traveling could be that way. I, I, I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's keep on track. So uh, for a lot of uh, fans of our stuff, like they like to see you kind of, yeah, in the limp, sleepy, mm-hmm. like getting knocked out, knocked silly, uh, because I do run a wrestling site. Do you get to do a lot of that? I do some, but I don't really have a good spot to do wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have some bean bags, and I've shot a couple of little <laughs> wrestling clips on those. but um, Like, it's like grappling or catfighting? It's more been kind of like, uh, kind of like fantasy fighting almost. Yeah. Um, so I've I've got this one friend of mine who's a really big guy, and we shot a couple of clips, and these look pretty darn well. You sent me, you so, showed me a picture of that guy. Maybe. Yeah, huge dude. Yeah. If it's the guy I'm thinking of, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's big boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we shot all these clips. We're like, we shot one where he's just like, yeah, you know, we're gonna fight. And I'm you know so much bigger than you. I'm gonna take you down. And I'm like, no, you're not. And I just like, you know, it was like a, you know pinky flick and he was going flying and so we shot like a rematch and he's like i've been working out i'm gonna get you this time and same thing i just kick his ass it was like a super flick yeah like, yeah oh, that's yeah great. so it's just like like fantasy levels of strength and like those actually sell pretty well the the one that really i think popped for us with you in it like we had done some stuff with you that was fantastic and i, I like every time i edit your stuff i'm just like she's really really good Thanks. but what really popped for us in terms of like audience reaction was you versus tiny which yep. is he's like six foot nine for those who don't know Tiny's one of our uh the only other male wrestler on the side actually because I, I do a lot of the wrestling and then when i'm like i don't feel like wrestling i'm gonna just get tiny to show up and he's like six foot nine he's huge huge and he's muscled and like just he's a pro wrestler in real life i'm not allowed to tell you who he is uh, but he's just this, he's very well skilled. And the great thing about Tiny is he's very gentle. Mm-hmm. But your rapport with him in that video, like, I, I don't know, it was just the absolute terror you were exuding. Yeah. At being like, you know, pushed over his head. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was just, people really responded. Awesome. They were just like, oh my God, like I felt like I fell for her. And I'm just like, we know it's fantasy, but like yeah. you feel for that person. So. Yeah. Was, I'd love to shoot with Tenny again. He was great. We'll have to get him back. We, um, it's funny. Like, he'll get, like, 80 customs in a month, and then suddenly for three months, it'll Nothing. just go dry. Yeah. But that's just kind of how it is for most people. Sure is, in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's awesome. I'd love to shoot with him again. He's fantastic. I've actually... He's coming. And you're coming to the New Year's party. Yeah. Woohoo! Hopefully guys, I can make it. <laughs> sorry, guest list is full. <laughs> um, but, um, okay, so let's move on to... Um, actually, now... Uh, one of the other questions that, that comes up a lot, and I love going on a tangent, so if that happens, please don't, don't be <laughs> upset. But um, now that you've been in the business for how long? How long would you say you've been in? Uh, 
I guess I've been doing fetish for, oh, it's been like almost five, five, almost six years now. Oh, you're a baby! Yeah. Oh my God, it's been I've been a doing bit. It. I just like, I was like, wow, that's God, my first wow. shoot I think was in 2001. <laughs> I think. I'm not sure. I think a fan can probably correct me on it because I've had people who go, they, they know exactly which day it was when I released I, this. Do you want to know how old I was then? Uh, you can if you want. <laughs> no, I was asking you. <laughs> sure. I was eight. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, well, if you hear a gunshot in the background <laughs> and just... <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm taking away your favorite fetish producer. <laughs> hey, as long as I, I don't... I took him out. I always go like, as long as I don't look as old as I as I am, I'm good, and I don't think I do. Honestly, I have no idea how old you are. Oh, okay. I'm like 635. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, hi, Nicholas. Sorry, that was a really scary fire <laughs> joke. <laughs> very good, very good. And I actually, I know where you were coming from on that. Hmm. Um, I had a friend who used to call me Louie. Louis? Like Louis from Interview with the Vampire. Oh. He was just like, you're a fucking vampire. And I'm like, I fucking wish. I mean, I live a lifestyle. Because I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Oh, that's a whole other podcast. But anyway, so um, let's talk about more uh, in terms of your own personal life coming into the business. Because a lot of people, you know, one of the, the interesting kind of back and forth is like, you'll tell fans like, okay, look. I don't really get into this. This isn't really my kink. Mm-hmm. So then that begs the question, what is, what are your kinks? And so mm-hmm. uh, one of the questions I always ask is, you know, as you were growing up, because I find it very interesting to hear a female perspective because mm-hmm. for a lot of, I feel like um, fetish definitely gravitates more towards a male fan base. Yes. Uh, but it's hard for me to get, it used to be hard for me to get a, a female friend of mine to admit to having a, a fetish. Then I was just, then I realized that the term fetish can be too strong. It's like, okay, what are your kinks? Yeah. And so that's where I'm, that's, that's what I'm offering now. So. Um, well, I have quite a few. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'm a dom and I am, I am an odd flavor of dom. Um, any, any switch at all on you or just completely dom? None that I've found yet. Ah. <laughs> um, I'm not like, you know, I'm not unopposed to the experience and I actually really believe that it is really important as a dom. So this, this is the thing where I do not practice what I preach. Um, because I really believe that it is important for a dom to have experienced what they're putting their sub through. Of course, yeah. This is good practice. Um, and unfortunately, thus far, I've not met a dom that I was down to do that with. Yeah. Um, I'm not unopposed. It's just finding the right person. Um, um, we talked about this uh, in the last episode. For people who have been listening to this consecutively, I won't go too deeply into it, but... Um, I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much 90% dominant in my own personal experiences, but I did meet one dom that we connected in a very on a very primal level. Mm-hmm. And she and I, I, that's the only relationship I've had with anybody where I was like, I will submit to you because yeah. I trust you wholeheartedly. And that's so important. Yeah. Finding someone that you actually trust and feel safe with. And that's mm. been a big part of the problem is I just haven't met that person yet. It, yeah, it and it happen. probably will be a woman. Honestly, that's what um, I thought too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't met a male dom yet that I was any kind of wanting to do that with. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, I never say never. It could happen. I don't know. Um, could be at a party. Something yeah, happens, yeah, yeah. It could be. Um, but I am also kind of private with my kink, so maybe not a party, but could. Oh, happen. I mean, like if it was a play party, 
Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Not we, just, like, at some shindig. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my parties get very kinky, but, you know, usually some kind of pre-discussed. Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, so... Uh, well, that begs the question. Well, that goes on to the next part of the question: was what are the what are some of your other like like sub kinks or things that you're really into? A lot of people I've, in my experience, have developed new kinks just from shooting stuff that mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm not entirely sure if this qualifies as a kink, but I think it. I think it does. Really, really into fat people. Hmm. I don't mean like BBW level fat, but like not not obesity. Not like huge, but like voluptuous. But yeah, I like I like some meat, um, <laughs> and you know, and that goes that goes both ways. Um, I really, really love man boobs. <laughs> <laughs> so at my last party, I was just I was having the time of my life because most of my friends are kind of big guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was just like wandering through the party, just like squeezing man boobs, and I was like, oh man, it's great to be the birthday girl. <laughs> <laughs> just honking man boobs. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. And that's great because that's a flip on a lot of... I mean, there's such a huge, no pun intended, uh, fetish for the BBW scene. Mm-hmm. Um, we've worked with... And one of the things that I always tell, like, we've had so many people who are complete fucking dickholes who will, like, post on... Mm. It's like, I don't get how Sleeper Kid makes money. He's got all these girls on there that are big. And I'm just like, don't you... You don't fuck okay, and I was just like, you don't. I'm not going to bother to explain it to you because you're not worth my time. But, no. But for those of you who are worth my time, the idea that that you know different body types can be appealing to different people should be a given. Yeah. Um, exactly. And, but it's great because a lot of, I you're the first woman I've met who who I think is into the bigger guys. Like, or at least not not. I mean, I wouldn't say into because there's a lot of guys girls that I know that that love big guys, but they mm-hmm. like all types. But do you feel like you gravitate more towards? Yeah, I'm, so I'm there you go. pretty darn, um, yeah. So that's, pretty, that's definitely a kink, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, I think it is. Like, I'm not saying that, like, I wouldn't date someone if they weren't a big mm-hmm. dude. Um, you just but make them I, wear a, a big suit. Yeah, I just make them wear a fat suit. Um, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Um, yeah, like, I've, I've dated quite a few guys who weren't bigger. Um, the majority of guys that I've dated have actually been, like, pretty average. Um... But definitely, you know, like when I'm when I'm passing dudes on the street, you know, it's the it's the husky boys that I'm I really love. Do you feel um, and this is something I would ask anybody, but like, where do you feel that comes from? I'm not entirely sure. Um, is it kind of like a lot of uh, uh, people I've spoken to that date um, uh, people who are more voluptuous and and you know uh, like weighty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like the comfort of like that. It's like I don't know. Like uh, one girl that I knew said that she just liked. It was just like more to hold on to, yeah. like that that soft, warm kind of feeling. Same thing with men who like uh, uh, bigger girls. Uh, it's kind of like the it's the the nurturing, comforting feel of of I guess more. I think there's part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely like. I really love to squeeze. Ah. I have like I definitely have some kind of like like tactile thing about squeezing mm. it's ironic because my best friend has a thing about patting stuff um <laughs> so she was telling me about this like pizza party she was at and she was walking around like patting all the dough balls and, I, <laughs> and I was so like, it's like well, a texture thing yeah it's a texture thing and i was like well you know if i'd been there i would have been squeezing all of the, all dough, the balls. dough balls yeah so i think partially it's just like you know like if someone's bigger i can squeeze and i really like to squeeze that is interesting but you know they're also you know they're huggy they're you know yeah. Yeah. 
And do you feel like it's anything that, that is rooted in your youth? Or is it just something no. that you grew up and you saw somebody? When was the first time you saw somebody and you were like, who was a bigger person? And you were like, oh, God damn. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if I could point to like one first time. And even any um, boyfriends in high school that were like bigger, bigger no, boys? No, actually most. Mm, <laughs> I had one high school crush. We're digging. Like, we're going to find something. Yeah. One of my high school crushes was, you know, he was a big German guy. So like, you know, he wasn't Twiggy. My, he was you know, just like a tall, Yeah, he was, you know, guy. Viking built. And, and that's definitely kind of how I like them is I don't, I really like very muscular yeah. people who are, you know, kind of, you know. Viking-like is good. Yeah. That's a good I like, I like Viking bod. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like, I'm not entirely sure where it comes from because, you know, psychologists will tell you that you're attracted to the physical characteristics of the parent that you're the sexual mm. orientation towards. I mean, that's that's your first jump you can make. But yeah. it's, it's that's pretty simple. But my dad was pretty darn, like, Fit. you know, cut. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really built. Um, and so, I, you know, I'm sure that's where the built thing comes from. But, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't fat at all. Um, and my mom is a tall, skinny blonde. And I don't like tall, skinny blondes. Yes. Yeah, so... so. I have no idea where it comes from. Okay. Well, maybe in a previous life, he was just really liked. <laughs> yeah. I don't people. know. Mm. I'm, I'm kind of an all shapes and sizes guy myself too, but like, I, I don't feel like I have a kink towards one particular body type. Mm-hmm. So that's like where you and I differ. It's like, um, if I feel that internal connection to somebody, it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. yeah. Personality really, really is the most important thing. As I've Bottom gotten, line, it is the most important thing. As we've gotten older, uh, I mean, you're not old at all. I, I, I don't consider myself old at all, but like, yeah, as I've, I've but as I've gotten older mm-hmm. from where I used to be, I do feel like that's the case. Like I, and one of the things that's great about being a fetish producer is that you do meet a lot of beautiful people. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, of course, from the mainstream perspective. But you, there's some people that you meet and you're like, oh my God, you're gorgeous. I don't have any connection to you nope. whatsoever. <laughs> I know. I'm going to give you your check and, and we're going to see you next time. Yep. You know? But then there's some people who come in. Um, models and such and people who are friends of friends and I'll, they'll just be very like girl next door types yeah and i'll be like but just you're awesome through conversation i'm just like now i want to get to know you better yeah you know? and that's that's something that I, that's the biggest lesson i think people at least men hopefully will learn as they get a little bit older it's just like it's it's stop looking yeah. at the fucking magazines dude stop yeah. start listening to what she's saying mm-hmm. <laughs> and what she's into as opposed to like you know boobs and ass which nothing wrong with that no but. absolutely not which we were talking about that earlier so let's get to that yeah another <laughs> kink of yours is i love butts <laughs> you and i, I like i like hairy ones too i really really like hairy butts jesus <laughs> I'm telling you, I like Vikings. <laughs> oh my goodness! But that probably okay doesn't stretch over to the women as much. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed. <laughs> you know, if if that's what she had going on, mm. you know, like oh, with it. I don't think I've ever met a woman with a hairy ass. Uh, it could be because they're just very good at curating it. But yeah, I've seen a couple women that you know didn't shave their legs, and you know, yeah. you know the hair went up a little I've bit seen onto that. the butt cheek, but. Yeah, or are you on pubes? Because I, I, I had a hmm. had one girl who showed up. Um, she probably she listens to this. <laughs> she showed up and like didn't tell me that she had not shaved pubes for like ages, and she had been paid a hefty amount. Bush. Yes, but she had been paid to do so. Huh. 
but she didn't tell me. So when she showed up, I was like, oh, I have a bikini shoot for you. And she's like, oh, I should mention this. I'm like, yeah, you should have. <laughs> and so we had to put like three leggings on her. I'm just... <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. With leggings, mm-hmm. Like black leggings are good for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, that's a weird question for me to ask. But yeah, that's a very... Because you're saying hairy, so... I like hairy on the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as pubes go, like, I'm not opposed, but... But you're okay with... They... They can get in the way, mm-hmm. um, and I've got a very bad gag reflex, so, like, you know, I've, <laughs> I've um, had encounters with a couple of women who were t- totally unshaved, and... Natural. Uh, yeah, totally natural, and I, I, like, you know, I had to spend a little bit more time getting them out of the way, but <laughs> no problem on the aesthetic of it, it just, you know, provides a little bit more of a challenge... That's that's very true. That's the one thing I have enjoyed about the the, the shaving epidemic. It's just like, oh, mm. now I know what I'm working with. Yeah. Um, but uh, anything it's easy el- access? Yes, easy access. Uh, anything else? You're like vaping. Anything else? Beards. I'm not sure if beards is a kink, but mm, yeah, I really really love me some beards. <laughs> you and my wife both actually. Yeah. Thank God it's not like a major kink because I was just like, I, my facial hair game is like, I can grow a killer goatee and that's about as much as I can do. You're Latin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was dating a guy for a while who was, who, he was Latin and he couldn't grow any facial hair. Oh no! And I was like, when we broke up, the next guy that I started seeing, I was like, you're growing a beard. And he's like, I've never grown a beard before. And I was like, you are growing one. Yes. Please. I've been, yeah. I've been been deprived. I've been deprived for the last, yeah. Um, Okay, so... So your own private kinks, is there anything that's developed from the things that you've shot where you're like, oh, I kind of dig this? Uh, prime example, my friend Tracy, she never knew she liked spandex until she hmm. got asked to wear like a Batgirl thing. And she mm-hmm. was like, this feels fucking amazing and became one of the things that she's into. So like that's a kind of a, a good example. I'm trying to think there's anything. I found out that I liked light spanking because mm-hmm. I initially was just like, I don't like being spanked at all. But I love having my butt touched. And I was shooting a spanking video with a woman who, like, really knew what she was doing. And it was supposed to be, like, a very, you know, like, kind of light, sensual thing. And so she she wasn't, like, that's, that's my hitting like, me. Yeah. Yeah. She was just kind of, like, doing this, like, thuddy thing and then, like, rubbing the butt. And I was like, oh, this actually feels, like, really nice. Um, but it's still not a kink. Yeah. It's just kind of But like, it's just oh, something that developed yeah. from shooting and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I like this after all. I didn't realize. Anything in terms of, like, attire or, like... You know, because I, like I said, it's a spandex, you got latex, you have leather, you have anything from different kinds of boots. Like, I feel like being in this business kind of opens your eyes to different things that you never would have noticed about yourself. I think, I don't think that there's one, like, one specific thing that I figured Mm. out that I'm into, but I think, like, because of modeling, I probably am a lot more, like, feminine than yeah. I would be otherwise, because like before I started modeling, I was such a freaking tomboy. I didn't have anything <laughs> cute. I didn't dress in cute clothes. I didn't wear makeup. And since I've started modeling, I've gotten a lot more like I've started appreciating that stuff more. Yeah. Like I was just kind of like, why bother wearing nice clothes? And then I like, you know, I just started seeing how nice I looked in you know quality quality clothing, and was like, oh, I do like that. Yeah, yeah, I get that too. As an appreciation, as opposed to like a you know kink or anything like that. I've actually I've I've made my my brother. uh, (laughs) We were having a conversation about. 
he was just like, you know, you stay, you, you're really working hard on staying in shape and, and like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of being healthy. He's like, do you think you would be doing it that much if you weren't on camera? And I was like, oh shit, that's a really good question. It is actually. Because yeah. I was just like, probably not. I'd probably be a slob. <laughs> <laughs> I might be a guy that you would see and be like, hey, Sam, <laughs> looks, like hey, <laughs> looks like you put on a couple yeah. of pounds. How do you um, say like curvy in Spanish? Um... It depends, because uh, we don't really have a nice way of saying it. Oh, really? Like, we usually say, like, well, go- cholo. Go- those gordita. Yeah. So, like, the thing that you order at Taco Bell, yeah. it also means voluptuous. Yeah, Gordito, size. gordo, uh, grandecito, which is, like, you know, a little big. Uh, yeah. But I don't know, volo- is there voluptuous in Spanish? I have no idea. That's a good fucking question. I, my phone is is not around me right now. But <laughs> we'll have to find that out. Um, no, no, I'm curious. No, it's always been like the Taco Bell things. Gordita. Grandecita. <laughs> oh, you know, and like uh, culito. Like they always, it's always about the ass. Like mm. we were talking about that earlier because you and I are both butt people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like we just come out of a cave. Like butt people. <laughs> Yeah. We must build a barricade against the butt people. Um, That's definitely a lot more of a thing in like Latin culture too, though. There's like a lot yes. of African American culture, Latin culture. Uh, I don't know about anybody else. But those are the two big ones where it's always been booty, booty, booty. booty yeah, booty focused. Um, we were talking about this earlier, where I don't really care about boobs. Um, yeah. They're they're great, but you know, like I love, like I do, I, I do appreciate a beautiful pair of, mm-hmm. of you know, because I'm very much, in, but that's more OCD. I'm just like, mm. oh, I like symmetry and I like circular things and I like round things. Yeah. Um, but even if someone has like a mismatch, I'm like, I don't care. Like, yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah. And uh, but with me, like, if if you have, my goodness. Um, yeah, I'm an ass man, and you're an ass man too. So I there you am, go. in fact. I think we were talking about our friends like Sin Sage and Sarai and like people Andrea. like that who are like Andrea, where like oh that God. is there. That you just want to like, like build a fire next to it. Just, yeah, like, just gonna cook some hot dogs next yeah. to your booty and and write write poetry, <laughs> write ballads. I'm just gonna set a little camp right outside yeah. of it. <laughs> little shrine. Yes. Um, all right, we're gonna get creepy, but. Uh, <laughs> No, sorry, sorry, Andrea, if you're listening to this. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I she promise won't. I won't be weird next time. No, we, we love your butt. Um, but we're moving on to okay. So, um, in terms of the stuff that you've shot, like now that you're a producer, mm-hmm. you know, how did that come about? Was it something? Because I know when you said you first got into the stores, was that mainly just you performing for other producers, or did? Did you actually go like, I'm just going to start producing for myself immediately? I actually got a store pretty much right away. Mm-hmm. When I started getting into fetish. Also, you should drink some of that. Oh, no. It's also all good. Yeah. Uh, what about the... Um, what, were, what were you using to film? I know. Sorry. That was my chair. Um, <laughs> it's going to happen again. Or was it? Um, uh, I had a camera. Um, decent, decent camera. Um, and then eventually a fan sent me another one. And... Uh, and then, yeah, I've gotten really lucky on the, on the cameras, actually. People keep giving them to me. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you don't need, like, amazing resolution to film. You need, you know, 1080 HD. I feel, I mean, and even then, like, that's still the, the industry standard. Mm-hmm. You know, 4K is, I mean, I have four, I have a 4K TV in my bedroom, and that's mm-hmm. great when you're, like, wanting to watch some some something with a lot of dark colors and stuff. Yeah. Like, you don't really have to have it. Um, oh. And if you have a phone, I, I, I used to be so against the people who, who use their phones. 
But mm. now, like, now the, the phones cameras are, are so good. getting ridiculous. And, like, yeah. as long as you have a light, as long as you're lighting things correctly and you have, like, a white balance, mm-hmm. like, you can pretty much... You're pretty much okay. Yeah. 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 So what did you... I mean, so if you started shooting for yourself, which is actually pretty rare. Usually people yeah. perform for a long time and mm-hmm. then they eventually decide, like, oh, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to the initial point you were making. Now you want to kind of create something that's more tailored to your Dom persona. Potentially. Um, I mean, I also like, I don't, I don't only do fetish. I also do glam stuff and some mm. more like, you know, just kind of like mainstream erotica stuff. Um, Can so I tell I, you something really, really funny? Yeah. So <laughs> I was going <laughs> to, shit. Um, okay. <laughs> we, so, the other, no, so the other day, okay. So the other day I was like, oh, well, Luna's coming into town. Let me go ahead and create a small mini ad and say, like, if you have any last-minute customs, send them through. But it was very last-minute. But I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, did uh, you Google me? No, I just – I kind of did. I, I went on DeviantArt, which mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, that's where I usually go for photos because if there's mm. a model, they have photos that aren't, like, resized. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, well, let's see if Luna's there. And I didn't type in wrestling. I just typed in Luna Lane. Yep. And the first shot I see is you with your legs pinned <laughs> – like, you pinned them behind your own back. Like, I think it was like, yeah, like literally like, like, uh, what they, what they say is ass over a tea kettle or, yeah. yeah. And it, it, I was just like, oh, there, okay. That, there's Luna. There's Luna. And Jackie's like looking over my shoulder like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I could use this one. But, but then there was some really cute ones of you wearing like, um, uh, cut off tennis shorts with like mm-hmm. the white top. And I was like, okay, those will There work. we go. <laughs> Facebook won't shut me down for those. Yeah. But it was great because we were talking about butts. And we're like, there it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, no, so. <laughs> oh, God. Mm. It was funnier when you, you have to be in the room. Yeah. No, I understand. I've. Um, My wife has I've a good, like, whoa face. With people when they Googled me for the first time and their faces are wrong. That you. Well, that, that begs the question what's the more, in terms of, like, racy stuff, or, like, not racy, what am I? in the 40s uh okay. but just more like stuff that that have you ever delved into, into anything that was like just complete full exposure do you do like full new do you yeah okay so I, yeah so I, I know you um my limit is girl girl porn like mainstream girl girl stuff okay yeah wait so in terms of you won't do girl girl no i will okay i'll do girl girl but you won't do girl boy i no. okay yeah i'm not very interested i mean i get it yeah. and that seems to be a hard pass for a lot of people it, it's partially, like, it's partially how the porn industry is these days. Like, you know, if it was just, like, you know, cute, sexy videos of me having sex with someone, and it just, you know, and there wasn't, like, all this, like, crazy shit going on. It's like, you know, if you if you just, like, hop on Pornhub these days, like, you're not finding just, like, sex vids. You're finding this, like, crazy stuff that I am just not down to do. Like, <laughs> I don't watch mainstream porn very often, but when I do, I'm just like, how are you, how? Like, how are you physically capable of doing that? It just it seems not. like a lot of work, yeah. It seems painful. And um, there's also the whole hassle of, like, I don't know, like, the testing and, like, the, the day-to-day mm-hmm. and the upkeep and, like, trying to, like, I just, every time I hear from a porn star friend about, like, how what it is on set, I just, I'm really happy that I'm into fetish and doing yeah. this because, oh my god yeah. I'm um there's certain elements of being in the porn world that I'm just not down for so. yeah 
And there's nothing... Obviously, we're not speaking negative. Oh, no, no. It's just my own personal comfort zone and stretchability. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Uh, But no, that makes total sense. All right, so now we're going to move into uh, the world of production. And like we did talk about this earlier, I think, off... Uh, off recording but like when it comes to what you're shooting and stuff like do you have any how do I phrase this um favorite moments pet peeves stuff like that like as a producer as a performer things that just kind of drive you fucking crazy because that's one of the things I think we bond over the most (laughs) as producers as performers um well as a producer probably one of my biggest pet peeves is overcomplicated scripts Oh, yeah? When guys send me novels that they wish me to read verbatim on camera, it's yeah. like it's not going to happen. Or you're paying me a lot more money. <laughs> that is one thing that we've... Uh, actually, I've had to tailor my site differently. And a lot of you guys may not know this, but like now I'm just accepting outlines. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's led me to, to, to sanity. Because it's yeah. like... Dude, I, I, yeah, I'll get like these 16 page scripts and there's the exact dialogue and then you have to cut here and these guys are literally like, they're sh- this short of like sending you storyboards. Mm-hmm. And some guys have sent me storyboards, which I've actually found pretty useful. But like, but it's just like 20 pages of storyboards and you're like, the, bro. Yeah. If you're, if you're directing this, that's fine, but I'm doing it. And mm-hmm. we're shooting like with one model for six, for like maybe, maybe like one day, six clips. Like you can't, you can't manipulate, you know, our time like yeah. that. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. I get that. Any other pet peeves? Hmm. I mean, I'm. Sh- I don't even know if I can call this a pet peeve, but like, your models are humans. We have lives. We have, you know. We have other stuff going on than just this. This is our job. Yeah. And like, please, please treat this like our job. Um, you know, we have bills to pay, we have, you know, stuff, you know, we have to pay our rent, um, you know, so please, like, you know, be accommodating of that, um, but I think a lot of people just have this, like, ridiculous idea that models, like, aren't humans, um, because they have a lot of people that just, like, talk to me in this weird way where I'm just like, do you get that I'm people? Yeah. And I feel like on some level, they just don't. Well, we phased into that when we were talking about people who assume that because you shoot a certain thing that you're into it. Yes. Yeah, you get that, and then you just, I don't know, it's just, I've had so many people just, like, talk to me either, like, condescendingly, or just, like, there's, you know, everything in my life is just handed to me on a golden platter. That's one of my biggest pet peeves, is when people just assume that, like, I'm, like, rolling in cash because I do this for a living, and I'm just like, no, like... It's like, do you even know how this works? No, obviously not. Um, But, you know, like, the money in the industry is, like, you know, it's good, but it's not, like, you know... I don't have a private jet. Yeah. No, not I everyone's... I think a lot of people think I do. Not everyone's Jenna Jameson. Like, yeah. It, it, and even in the porn world, not everyone's Jenna Jameson. Like, yeah. So people need to understand that. <clears throat> I've luckily never run into that. Like, I've never had anybody go like... Or assume that I, I, I'm rich or some bullshit. But like, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't yeah. realize that was a thing. It happens to me a lot more with glamour guys. Um, oh, like, okay. Yeah, because like I've had so many glamour guys be like, you know, I want to do a trade shoot with you. And I'm like... Oh, the trade shoot. The trade shoot. Like, GWCs. Well, yeah. And like, you know, some of them are good photographers, but they approach me and they're like, I want to do a trade shoot. And I'm like, um, 
I do this professionally. <laughs> and they're like, well, you know, I'd, I'd love to get paid to, you know, lie around naked too. And I'm like, well, but you don't. Yeah, here's the thing though. You don't do it as well as I do. I mean, probably not. And like, there's also like, there's a lot of skill to modeling. And I think that's not... And speaking as you, by the way, like when I yeah. lay around naked, it's a complete different story of it. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm sure it's not bad. I'm sure I'll have to, we'll have to try a different story. <laughs> Sleeper There's kid. a market for it. Yeah, remember? sleeper kid reading a book naked. Yeah, sleeper kid passing out happily in the sun. Yes, while his wife eats yogurt in bed while watching, you know, uh, <laughs> Hannibal or something. Yeah. Which has happened many, many a night. <laughs> um, okay, so um, that's the pet peeves. Uh, the other question I had, which I, I feel like I have to bring up every couple of podcasts because I feel like it's... You've done this. I think you've done this material. If not, then we can move on. But the darker side of fetish, mm-hmm. people always go, to, you know, especially... Oh, the uh, necro stuff? That's one of them. I mean, yeah. To, to a lot of people, even sleepy stuff. Because, like, now sure. we're living in a world, we're living in a post-Trump world where mm-hmm. everything is about, you know, post-Cosby world. Where there's a... Oh, God, when the Cosby thing... There's a thing, lot more cognizance about what's going on behind exactly. all of this. Exactly. Yeah. And so when the Cosby thing happened, we got... We got really, we got asked all these questions by people who know us and, and, and fans. Like, well, how do you feel being somebody who produces sleepy content when this has been brought to the light and he did all this stuff where he was drugging women in real life? And, and I felt that the same answer for that is the same answer that I get for Necro, which is just like the people who are watching this aren't running around killing people. No, they're not. Yeah. And they're actually... They're, they're definitely not because um, there's been a lot of research done. I had this conversation with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she knows everything I do for a living. She's very very cool about it. Um, but I was telling her about, I think it was I think it was a necro clip that I'd shot. And she's like, well, aren't you worried that this is going to like, you know, kind of egg people on? And I was like, I'm actually not. Um, because when I, when I started getting the, you know, darker requests, I was like, what am I doing by shooting this? Started doing lots of research, and it turns out that there is a lot of research about this, and it all shows that people have access. If people have a fucked up fetish, and I mean something like fucked up, um, I'm allowed to swear on this, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, fuck it. Yeah, but if people have like a really, really, really bad fetish, um, if they have access to porn, of that fetish, they're way, way, way less likely to go out and, to and act actually on it. offend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's and like a lot of people who do like age play. Yes. Stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so I feel like that's kind of a darker side of fetish to mm-hmm. a degree. Uh, there's people who handle it very well. You know, there's people who yeah. do like, well, and I, I talked to somebody recently who kind of explained some of it to me. It's like, okay, well, there's certain people in life who don't get to, didn't get to have childhoods. Yeah. And this is their way of exploring that. In a safe, consensual, adult way. Yes. And so it, it wasn't as creepy to me because like when I used to see it, like I saw it on TV once. Like there was a, I don't know, sex thing on HBO and they showed a couple that was doing age play and I was just skeeved out, man. And then now I, now that I get it. Yeah. And one of the things that's great about my podcast, not great about like my podcast, but like to me. Yeah. Is that I've learned to really accept people's kinks. Yes. Like, your kink might not be my kink, but yeah. I just, I don't want to be in the room when you do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to shun you mm-hmm. because you're indulging in something that, if you didn't indulge in it, you'd be out there doing something fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's something that I feel like a lot of people don't get. <laughs> like, that's that's another thing that I keep running into in fetish is that I'll have guys who are messaging me and they're like, 
I want you to stuff a Snickers bar up each nose, <laughs> like up each nostril. Um, oh my God, it's so hot. Oh, Luna has oh my huge God. nostrils, by the way, if you haven't they seen them. They are not that big. Um, and they're just going on and on and on Chocolate's and on about fun this. Size. Like, fun yeah. size nostrils. Yeah. <laughs> they're going on and on and on about like, you know, oh my God, Snickers up nostrils is so hot. And then they're like, but I, I saw you doing this thing on your clip store where you were like putting jam on your feet. That's so weird. Why would anyone want that? And it's, it's, I feel like that comes from a place of complete judgment. I mean, it does, but it's also just like, dude, have you looked at yourself recently? Like, you're into this weird thing. Um, I can't believe you would do that clip with the jam on your feet. So, um, is my wearing a bridal clip, uh, ready? Is that, (laughs) is that still another link? Yeah. Yeah. And you get that. Like, I literally, oh God, there was one guy, (laughs) this is actually kind of related. We had a guy who, um. I made a joke because I was just like, oh, I'm losing weight. Like, we were going through this thing where I was like, mm-hmm. I'm on this diet, I'm losing weight. And I said, pretty soon I'm going to do a shirtless video. And everyone was like, fucking bring it on, dude. Come out shirtless. Yeah, why not? One guy out of the fucking blue was just like, well, if you come out shirtless, then I got, I don't even know what's wrong with this world. And why, why am I even coming to your site? I'm not coming to your site to see you shirtless. I'm coming to the site to see women. And whoa, we were like, whoa, dude. Yeah, we were like, see, that's... And that's the first thing that I thought. I didn't say this to the gentleman, but the first thing I thought was like, oh, you are dealing with some serious issues that you have. Yeah. You might want to go to a gay bar and just kind of let loose one night. Yeah, and just, just see what happens, Just dude. see what happens. You might enjoy shirtless men. Mm-hmm. But if the idea of a shirtless man makes Is you... that scary? Then you need to realize why you're scared of it. Yeah. Um, especially since that's how most men walk around in the beach. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so, so that's kind of, that's kind of relative. <laughs> I actually wanted to tell that story cause I was just, it, it, it bogs my mind that people are still like that. Yeah. It's weird to me too. Mm. I, I've run into so much like just animosity towards whatever thing. It makes no sense. Yeah. Or just like, like denial about like, you know, denial that people could be different. Like, it came up once when I was, um, I was at FedCon, and I was in the pool. Like you do. Yeah, and some guy comes up to me and starts talking to me, like, whatever, it's just a normal conversation. And he starts flirting with me a little bit, and he's, you know, this, you know, big cut, you know, super, you know, gym rat. And he starts flirting with me a little bit, and I'm just like, look, my dude, I'm sorry, but I, I like him fat. Sorry. I'm just striking out. <laughs> and, and, like, I'm not sure how much it was that he was buttered that I was turning him down, but... In, in, in any case, his response was, and I've gotten this so many times, but I was shocked that I was getting to FetCon, was, oh, you like them fat so that they won't cheat on you. And I was like, what? No. So okay. that's, that's, just, that's just an immediate, like, it's immediate reach for rationalization. Yes. Like, how, she, it, there, there must be a, um, a cohesive reason why she's not attracted to me. Yeah. So it must be because she's afraid that, it, yeah, it must be because of a problem with me. And it's know? like, wait, so what you're saying is that real real men in your estimation will cheat on women? Well, I mean, that, that's one that's one part of it is that like, okay, so you're like, there, there's so much to unpack in that sentence. Like, okay, yeah. just for one thing, you're basically telling me that you cheat on me. For two, <laughs> you're saying you're massively putting down fat people. Um, and for three, you're 
making this about my self-esteem and my insecurities. Well, because this guy spent so much time. And money, I'm sure. Oh, trying just to lifting those weights. And, and just... then he comes along and this girl turns him down. Oh, my God. That's like buying a Lamborghini and pulling up next to a woman. And she goes like, yeah, I'm into VW Bugs. Mm-hmm. So uh, just go ahead and park that weird fucking thing <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah. They're like, I... well, I guess you don't like, you don't like cars that go fast. <laughs> can I can I tell a story about this? Yeah. Uh, not not about cars, about fat guys. Um, <laughs> fat guys and bugs. There's a theme. Dot com. Um, so, so I was on a cruise, and I was on a cruise with um, two guys who were both named Alan, and there were three three girls in the group, and all three of us at the time had boyfriends. Um, so I was with my now ex. And, but the two, the two Allens are single. And so the, the group of us girls are like, well, let's take the Allens out to singles night on the cruise. <laughs> take the Allens out. Yeah. So the, th- the three of us are sitting there at singles night trying to wingman for them. And sure enough, this guy comes up and starts talking to me and he is the textbook of my daddy as a lawyer. Oh, like, great. Like cut loafers, like literally loafers, you know, shirt tied Khaki around the shirts? neck. Uh, no, but uh, slacks. Slacks. Actual okay. slacks. Nice. Comes up, starts hitting So you have me. like the quaff? Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. he had the quaff. He was in a frat. So he comes up and starts hitting on me. And I am like, I'm not about it. But, you know, I'm down to chat for a few minutes. And at some point, this uh, this guy comes in and, like, says hi to him and goes and sits at a table. Guy is kind of fat, has a beard. And he keeps talking to me for a minute. I'm like, look, dude, I'm sorry. You seem very nice. But um, your friend over there. What's he up to? Very cute. And he just, like, <laughs> like... Picks his job off the floor um, and actually, like, you know, handled it very well um, and goes and introduces me to his friend. Nice. Um, Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually really solid about it. But I come home and I tell my, my now ex this story and he's like, you are emotional Robin Hood. You steal from the over having and give to the needy. <laughs> and I was like, this is my favorite nickname of all time now. You give, you give some men hope. Yeah. Um, because obviously I feel like that's one of the, the biggest bullshit things about humanity in general is this, this kind of disdain for things that aren't perfect according mm-hmm. to what our, you know. Yeah, we have these social guidelines yeah. and, you know, everything has to fall on them. And everyone has their limits. I mean, like, I feel like if you're overweight but you're still trying to be healthy, mm-hmm. like, I, I get it. You know, yeah. sometimes if you have – some people have different body types. Um, yeah. My brother's a, a guy who literally, like, he's always been a big boy. Yeah. Um, if you met him, you'd probably be like, hey, is, is that he your single? brother? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's a big boy. Yeah. And he's healthy. He eats mm-hmm. well. He works. He's a massage therapist. He's, awesome. you know, he's he's cognizant of all the things that, that you do well. Certain people just aren't physiologically no, some people made just aren't to be super to be rail thin. No. No, and like be sure to your body type. If that's what you look like, don't try to force it. You're gonna be unhealthy if you try to force it. Yeah, you'll shit blood. You'll look great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you'll shit blood, and like that's um, my limit. My hard pass is when it goes into the realm of obesity, where it's like you now you're being purposefully, uh, or at least if you're not, I guess aware. But like you're now you're you're, you're putting yourself on a road to to death. And yeah. that, that bothers me because I don't want to see anybody go. <laughs> no. I mean, like, take care of yourself. Yeah. Like, whatever your natural body type is, like, great. But, you know, just be healthy. Work out. Eat well. Um, so that that's actually, that brings up a good topic. The idea of BBW because 
for some people, BBW can mean what you and I, what you you and I are, are into. It's like voluptuous, yeah, curvaceous. Yeah. But there's some people that are just. You some know. people are very big. Yeah, and and I obviously don't want to be judgmental about that, but at the same time, it's kind of like seeing somebody hanging off a cliff. Mm-hmm. You kind of go like, I want to go and say like, hey. Can you maybe put another hand on the edge and maybe bring yourself up a little yeah. bit? And so, what? How? What are your feelings about that? I've never actually talked to anybody about this because I, I've never brought up the idea of like being attractive to people mm-hmm. who are, you know, more curvy. Well, I have like it's a really complicated and like yeah. touchy subject, and like I feel like my my bottom line is um, I want everyone to be healthy. Um, I want everyone to take care of themselves and like feel good about themselves, but I'm also like, I'm a really big proponent of being able to make your own choices and like, I want people to be healthy and take care of themselves, yep. but at the same time, like, you know, if, uh, if you want to do Coke every day, like, uh, <laughs> you know, I wish you wouldn't, but that is, you, you are an adult and you are free to make your own decisions. And like, I feel this way about like every kind of like extreme kink. Like, you know, if, if you're down, if you're super, super into, um, really heavy blood play, like yeah. I'm a little bit worried about you, but you are an adult, you are free to make your own decisions, you know, that is that. And that's where I park my car is the idea of like, okay, I, I don't know you well enough to be able to step in and go like, I'm worried about you, mm-hmm. but like, I'll see some girls on and guys on, 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 um, on Twitter doing stores and stuff like that. And I'll just go like, oh man. Like, uh, <laughs> I just, I just get worried because yeah. I was just like, oh man, like I, I get it. Like there's people who really find you that you are their kink. Yeah. Uh, and there's this big paycheck waiting for you. Exactly. But at the same time you have to start weighing the idea of like, well, paycheck versus health, you know, yeah. and, and how are you going to enjoy this money if you have limited time based on your lifestyle? Yeah. And so it's, it's a tough one. Like I actually, yeah, I, I think that's where you and I, we definitely agree on that, where it's like, in the end, you have to go like, this is an adult, mm-hmm. and they are allowed to do whatever they want, mm-hmm. as long as they're not hurting anybody else. Yep. So if you want to live that lifestyle, that's fine, but it, whew, man, it's a hard one. It's Yeah, it is. Any kind of, you know, any kind of lifestyle where you are on some level self-harming intentionally, um, where you're not being healthy. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, I have reservations. And even blood play can be done safely. It like can I, be. Yeah. I'm talking about blood play that is not yeah, being done yeah. safely. Because right. that is a kink for some people. Oh, I've had Lord. a sub that was... Mm, <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. So now that we're talking about like the darker side of it, um, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, actually, you kind of already explained your thoughts on like necro because we, we talked about how like if... You know, it's, it's, it's a, I think it's a beneficial, I think it's beneficial to do, yeah, to do because like, and I don't feel like every, I don't feel like people who are into necro, if they didn't find this material would, would turn to doing it in real life, but I, not necessarily, I, a very, very, very tiny percentage that might, but it's very small. Oh yeah. I mean, I always go back to the whole, like, well, serial killers were around before porn was around exactly before the internet was around Mm -hmm. people will who have these urges will will act on them whether you provide them with alternative but it actually can help them like if you have those urges it can actually really help you not actually go do them true but i'm saying that there's someone who's just gonna do it yeah they're gonna do it. they're gonna do it it doesn't matter how much yeah i mean i do feel like there's definitely less of an epidemic of serial killers around now, uh, but I think that could be more to do with the fact that 
um, DNA forensics been so much better, yeah. yeah forensic technology like we can find people really quickly before they turn into serial killers mm-hmm. um, but um, but no I find it and here's the thing that's great about Necro I think it's fun like it I, can be yeah. I have a blast shooting it because it's like it's this taboo of like we're pretending it's like when you're a kid and you're playing cowboys and Indians with your yeah. friends and you're like, oh, you got me. And you're pretending to be dead yeah. because it's like, that's like the ultimate, like, brutal way to go. But you're you're turning it into something that's a little more campy. Mm-hmm. We don't really do stuff that's like blood spurting out. Like, we, yeah. we do more like, like when Jacqueline shoots her death stuff, it's very um, feminine. It's very like, uh, like watching old noir films. Yeah. It's like, you got me, mister. You know, that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, and, like, necro stuff can be really campy. It can be fun. I've shot mm-hmm. some necro stuff where I was like, oh, God, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm melting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, melting is kind of necro. Like, I mean, if you watch someone melt in real life, it'd be terrifying. So. Exactly. You're doing, yeah. you're doing everyone a service. But yeah, making... but it's ridiculous, <laughs> you know. Like, I'm melting. Oh, what a world. What a world. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so it, like it doesn't have to be super dark. Like I've shot some necro stuff that was really, really like mm-hmm. dark. Like there was no comedy in it. There and was, was there? Did you have any? Did Did you approach those uh, shoots and you were like, I don't know, or you were like, yeah. oh, you know, fuck it. Yeah, no, I just I wasn't worried. Um, <laughs> I uh, there's this guy that I shoot up with uh, that I shoot with up in Oregon, and. Um, I don't remember if I mentioned him earlier in the podcast or before we started recording, but anyways, I've got this friend. We shoot lots of, um, we shoot sometimes together, and he's big guy. Um, but he's he's like a, the the running joke is that he's like my son. Like you know, I'm like you know, wear a sweater when you go outside. You know, eat eat your salad. You know, is he the guy with the dreadlocks? No, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I know that. Oh, there's a guy, another guy in Oregon that, that oh, okay. has dreadlocks that shoots necro. Not the same guy. Oh, okay. The guy that actually shoots it is an older guy. Um, What's this, the name of the company, if you don't mind? Is it Chris uh, I don't even remember. I think he's got a couple different stores, but um, he mostly shoots like really elaborate customs. I'm trying. To, I actually know some of these companies now because mm-hmm. I've talked to a lot of uh, girls. A girl named Coco actually works for a guy named who's a big guy, but it's like PKF. He's not, no, or... he's not a big guy. No, oh, jeez. Yeah, he's like rural Oregon. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, so the the friend of mine that um I, that I shoot with comes up sometimes to go and shoot with this guy with me. And he, like, helps him on set, sometimes appears on camera. Um, and so he wants to do this, like, strangler video with the two of us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I get home from work, and he, like, breaks into my room, and he's like, okay, so, you know, like, you know, he he's, like, telling you that he's going to kill you, so you try to, you know, seduce him. And my friend and I, his, uh, his stage name is Johan. We look at each other, and we just burst out laughing. And he's like, what, what? Like, he's like, Johan's been killing me all weekend. Like, in various ways. And he's like, what's the problem? And I was like, I'm not sure if I can seduce him without cracking up. And he's like, what? You're fine with him hanging you. You're fine with him suspending you by your ankles and slicing you open. But seducing him's a problem. And I was like, you, you've got to understand, he's like my kid. He, he's older than me. But, like, you know, we have that kind of relationship. Um, and he's like, oh. Okay, and he just like he just didn't get it. What? Yeah, he couldn't click there. Yeah, I was like, like trying to seduce someone that I'm that close friends with would just be <laughs> awkward. But him killing me is That's fine. You know, it's just totally ridiculous. Because you're playing. It's a role yeah, play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like him killing me is not actually something that's ever going to happen. So, <laughs> it's not uncomfortable. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. 
I've done, and I've done some seduction scenes with, with people that I'm close with. But yeah, it is, it's jarring. It's like, uh, God, I don't know. There was one girl that I was like, still very good friends with, but um, uh, we did a video where she was like, oh, she's trying to steal you away from this other girl. And so she's like hitting on you and like, and I, I was like, showed her the script and she's like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. And, like, and I was like, oh, cool. And then it turns out that I was the one who felt weird. Like she's <laughs> putting her hands on my chest and was like, hey, so ooh, just give me a massage. And I'm just like, this feels so this fucking strange. Weird. I know. Because like, she's like, I mean, she's like family. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. But at the same time, she's also very attractive. So I was just like, all right, I can, I can suspend disbelief for a bit. But yeah. of course, once you cut, you start cracking up. Oh, yeah. Like all of a sudden, the like, veil falls off and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to go outside and just walk around for a bit. Yep. Um, you have to be able to laugh about it, though. Oh, Especially dude. if you shoot with your friends. Like, you well, have that's, to be able to have And that's the thing it. that I think I find uh, attractive about a lot of models that come through is sense of humor. Mm-hmm. You have to have a sense of humor. You like, have to have a sense of humor to survive in fetish. Or yeah. Like, I don't think like you're not going to be a good performer. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be able to like understand what you're doing. There's... Uh, there's um, there's been a lot of situations where like I've I've worked with models where they just they're very scientific about the the genre mm-hmm. that they're working in and there's yeah. no real room for sense of humor. It's more like hmm. all right, what are we doing? All right, what do you mean to do? What am I wearing? It's very robotic, oh, you know. Okay. And um, and there's no like interest into like oh well, what does he want me to? How does he want me to feel for the scene? And like hmm. it's very much like. I'm here, I'm going to do the thing, all right, I'm out of here. And that's mm-hmm. fine, too, because I mm-hmm. feel like that's very efficient. And I'm Sure. I, I, that's like my inner German. I'm like, I like efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm just like, okay, well, it's Where's cool. Where's the fun? Yeah, be human yeah. for a little bit. You know, let's talk about how silly this is or how fun yeah. this is. It's like, all right, and they'll just do the thing and they'll leave. And so when someone comes in and they just kind of look at a script, they're like, oh, this is going to be a blast. Yeah. And they'll crack up about it, and they'll you know we'll just chit chat about like the little intricacies about how how awesome this is or how like insane this one scene is. Like I like that. I like the, I like bringing a human aspect into the performance. It's important. It's really important. Mm. Yeah, I worked with a couple of girls who were yeah kind of robotic about things, and it's just like. Oh. I need to get you and Andrea here now. We have yeah. to do. We have to do like a like she gets. I don't know. We could do like a sister tag team match or something. Oh, yeah. Like Andrea and I make great sisters. <laughs> you could totally sell it. Like, oh, yeah. I would, if, if I just met you guys, you're like, this is my younger sister. Or this is my You'd sister. believe it. I'd be like, yep. 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 They are. All right. So the other thing was, um, oh, please don't let me lose this track because we were talking about, ah, what is going on with my head? It's been a long week, ladies and gentlemen. It sure um, has been. Oh my <laughs> god, this week. But we're talking about the darker side of fetish, but um Oh, this is what I was gonna go with. Um when it comes to your shoots or the stuff that you've shot in the past, um give me an example of one of the, the most fun shoots you've ever done. Mm-hmm. And then juxtaposed with just one of the most nightmarish experiences you've had in the business. Huh. Because I feel oh, like that says a so lot. Many. I know, I know. I feel like that says a lot about me. That's why I never say, like, I've learned to not say, like, well, what's the best shoot you've ever done? Because there's just so many good ones. Yeah. I never really heard time picking one. Yeah, um, so just pick one of the best. Okay. So one one story that I love telling is, mm-hmm. um, this was a necro, necro clip. Um, but of course. Uh, 
shooting shooting necro with this or it's a like crazy like it's like a a b horror movie but fetish so there's this like ridiculous monster costume and there's blood everywhere um so to back up i i get to set and um there's was like, that here um, in georgia uh, yeah, actually. This, oh, this I know it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so there's this like whole whole film crew, and they're all a bunch of just like awesome, just like metalhead dudes, and I'm super yep. into metal. So we immediately are just like we're talking metal, and we're talking about you know nerdy games that we play, and like we're just having a blast of chatting. <laughs> um, and the poor guy that they'd hired to be in the monster suit, he was so uncomfortable the entire time because <laughs> he'd just gotten engaged. <laughs> and he wasn't comfortable doing anything sexy on camera with another woman. And I was like, well, but he's, he's in a monster suit. Yeah. And I was like, well, your fiance knows that you're doing this, right? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, she okay with it? And he's like, yeah, of course. And so like the way that I was eventually figuring this out, his fiance was like totally fine with him, whatever. And he was just like such a little gentleman that he, he was super uncomfortable with it. Cause he had to like grab my boobs and he's wearing these, like, you know, inch-thick latex monster hands. Mm-hmm. And he's gripping my boobs, and he's, like, doing it, like, as far away from me as possible. The <laughs> <laughs> poor kid was so uncomfortable. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, everyone on set was, like, super, super awesome. The entire thing was completely ridiculous. Um, you know, tons of B-horror screaming, so, you know, just like, ah! Um... And the clip ends with me completely drenched in blood, dying from the monster com- coming in me. Like you do. Yeah. Um, that, that was another thing. They come out and they show me the um, the monster penis. And it's like the size of a grapefruit around. And I was just like, um, <laughs> that's not going to fit. And they're like, we're not putting this in you. What are you thinking? <laughs> and they like explained it. And I was just like, like kind of sitting on top of the dick. Oh. And then there was so much blood everywhere that you couldn't see what the hell was going on. And I'm just like screaming and screaming and screaming and screaming and screaming and screaming. And at the end of the clip, they just like literally just like dumped a bucket of blood on top of me. Um, and I like, you know, scream and die. Um, Which is the same guys that just shot that, that shot that with you shot uh, Jacqueline and Nixon here. Like, oh, yeah? Weeks ago. Yeah. Hmm. I love those people. They're yeah. fucking great. They're hilarious. <laughs> I'm actually jealous because they brought all these props over. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, look at this chainsaw, yeah, look at this hammer. It's amazing. I so excited. Um, all right, so that's one of the more fun experiences. Okay, so give me like a nightmare scenario. And you don't have to be too specific if it's somebody that you, you don't want to hurt anybody's mm-hmm. feelings, but. Yeah. I'm trying to think because like, I honestly haven't had like a bad experience with a fetish producer. Okay. I've had a couple of like shoots that were. Or like nightmare clips that you had to do solo maybe or. We were like, oh shit, this is way worse than I, I thought have, it was going to be. I have had one of those. Aha! Um, but I'll tell you about a, a recent shoot that I had. And it probably wasn't like my worst ever, but it was fresh in my mind. I remember it. And mm-hmm. It was pretty fucking awful. Um, this guy had no idea what he was doing. Zero clue. And he like, he kept talking the entire time about like, you know, yeah, I want to like, you know, start a store and sell this. And so like the other model and I were kind of like trying to give him like pointers about like, maybe don't film it like this maybe try this and he was just like totally not interested and like very dismissive of our ideas kind of rude Hmm. and he didn't do anything like awful um like super inappropriate but he was just like he was so freaking scatterbrained and everything was taking forever and like nothing got done and so he tried to like keep us late oh geez yeah and the entire script was just like completely ridiculous 
And, like, ridiculous in a way that, like, because he was a hobbyist, he thought that his script was good. Oh, jeez. And, and, like, it was awful. It was awful. <laughs> and, you know, but, like, you know, the other girl and I were professionals about it and we were, like, doing it, but... Like, if we even made, like, the slightest little joke about, like, you know, like, ha, 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 this is funny, he would just be like, no, no fun. He was like the fun police. Because <laughs> it's his fetish. Mm. It's like, how dare you ridicule his fetish in front of him? We weren't ridiculing the fetish, though. We were just kind of, like, saying, like, you know, oh, that part of it was fun. Or, you know, like, oh, oh like, you know, oh. this line in the script is funny. And... Oh, shit. Yeah. So he was just literally like, uh, like a, like a Nazi. He was just, yeah, he was kind of a like. There's no was, fun. Yeah, he was like he was trying to be like a fun guy, but mm, that was another thing. He opened up the shoot with saying, "I hope we'll be friends." And the second that someone like opens a shoot like that, I'm like, we're not gonna. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, wait. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah. That's such an alien thing to me. It's like... weird. Like, the second that someone, like, says something like that, I'm just like, this is going to get weird. Oh, my God. And that's, oh, God, that's one thing that I always found so pertinent to what we do for a living is, like, if you don't have a good personality, like, I don't know if you're going to last long. I mean, I guess if you You have a lot of money, maybe. Like, if you're offering a lot of money for shoots, I guess Mm -hmm. that's one thing you could do is be like, well, okay, we'll we'll tolerate this person. Yeah. But they pay well. Mm -hmm. But, like, you've got to... You gotta like. I you feel like have some fun with it. Yeah, I feel like sixty percent of the people that come back to us, they'll do it because, not primarily because of cash. They'll be like, we have girls that do local, and we pay well. But like these, mm-hmm. a lot of our local girls will come back. Is like, oh, we really like hanging out with you guys. Yeah. We like shooting, and it's a lot of laughs, and we yeah. just we we giggle a it's lot. It's fun. Yeah. 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 Like the guy that I was talking about, like you know, he wasn't. It wasn't, like, any kind of, like, nightmare. <laughs> but, you know, I very much, like, left the shoot and, like, pounded my head against a wall for a while. I'm assuming that he's... Is he still in the business? This was not that long ago. Oh, okay. um, so he's probably still out there. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Somewhere. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he's going to keep filming. Creeping. Um, he wasn't even particularly creepy. It was just, like, he was so exasperating. He was just, like... Yeah. It so was this, just a lot of, like, head desk. There's a lot of... So... That, that seems to be a thing that, especially at FetCon, I noticed, is there's mm-hmm. a big difference between uh, producers, producers and collectors. And yeah. 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 And Sorry, I keep stealing your beer. Oh, I don't care. I have, <laughs> we bought so much Got beer some today. More. We bought so much beer. Um, but no, we, we I found that that's the case. I've, a lot of the models that I've worked with, you know, hang out with them at FetCon. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, how'd it go today? It's like, ah, oh, JWC, hobbyist mm-hmm. guy. And, um, yeah, it was all right. He paid okay. And, like, it's... Is there... I I obviously can't speak as a model, but, like, do you feel... Or actually, not even do you feel... Have you witnessed that... Is there a different in pay scale if they say that they're just collecting, or...? Not normally. They pretty much pay, like, the standard hourly standard rates. standard rate? Okay. Um, the main difference is that, like, you know, like, like you. Like, you like wrestling. Mm-hmm. But you do this for a living. You're You're surrounded by it all the time. You're also... You're surrounded by hot women all the time. So the fact that there are women walking around in skimpy outfits in your house, you're not just like, ah, ah, oh my god. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine someone doing that. <laughs> but people do. Okay. Like okay. I have so many guys. Like I want, you know, I show up at you know their location, 
and you know start changing into the outfit or whatever and they're just like i can tell they were just like losing their minds um they're just like oh my god i'm seeing boobs for the first time in five years (laughs) oh jesus christ yeah and like that's fine you know like i don't i don't mind the guys are like excited about it like it's fine it's totally okay um the issue is like when you get weird with me Mm -hmm. and especially like um like, uh, a good example is that there's this one guy that I shoot with all the time at FatCon, and he's, like, he's actually, he's wonderful. Um, he gets so excited about getting to shoot. He is just, like, he is over the moon, like, literally, like, doing little <laughs> dances. He's so excited. That's great. Um, and, like, it's, it's really adorable. Um, but he's not, he doesn't make it creepy. He's just, like, really, really, really enthusiastic. Yeah, he's very enthusiastic. Yeah, but some guys take adorable over-enthusiasm to... Like you need to step back. Interesting. And producers, it's just like you know, this is this is their daily life. Like you know, it's just it's not that big of a deal. It's just like what's going on all the time. And so like you know, hot women show up and they're just like, okay, there's the outfit. Yeah, yeah, no, and there is, uh, and I've I have encountered that. I've I've actually hosted people here at this house where like they they come in and they want to shoot with my wife and you know they're kind of hobbyists. They kind of shoot stuff where they release it. But they're very excited. But mm-hmm. they're not. But it's not creepy excitement. It's just like yeah. they're just so. Oh my god, this is happening. This is happening. Yeah, you know? I'm and, getting uh, to act out my fetish. Exactly. I'm like I get it. Fetishes are important. Yeah, and I have like a million kinks. Like I could shoot something where you know my wife is just wearing uh, you know spandex, and I'll be like, this is this is sexy. So hot. But it's not like okay, over the moon. Like I'm hopping up and down. Yeah. It's just one of those things where it's like I I feel like once again the German efficiency thing. I'm like I just want to get this done, but do it well. Mm-hmm. So if it takes and an hour it. and have fun with it. If it takes an hour, great. If it takes an hour and a half, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as long as you get that good product and you feel like, you know, never be afraid to to ask someone to do something a second time. You yeah. Know? That's one of the things I, I've, that's the biggest lesson I've learned. It's just like, never be afraid to reshoot something if you feel like you could do it better. Yeah, it's important. Because yeah. that leads to people going like, well, I've got to be done by six. And I'm just like, well, don't work that way. You know, yeah. just be like more like, okay, that was great, but let's do this again and just add this to mm-hmm. it. And I feel like a lot of models respond to that really well. They're like, okay, great. You're giving me some direction, you know? Yeah. And direction helps a lot, mm-hmm. especially when you're shooting something that you're not very familiar with. Like, That's the big issue. Yeah. Like I want, I want people to tell me like what they need me to do. So the shoot actually turns out well. And I saw, okay, so do I eat this chocolate leather horse from the front? Or the Or the butt. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? It's almost six. Just start eating. Yeah. (laughs) Just get some (laughs) munch. I'll start with the tail. Yeah. Um, but no, so yeah. Um, okay, well, we can, we can wind it down with some, uh, final bonus questions. So, um, trying to think. We had a couple of ones that got emailed to us. One of them had to do with the sleepy fetish, which is mm-hmm. like, what, what, what do you find attractive about it? Because it's something that you get asked to do a lot. Hmm. What, what do you think is, is the thing that attracts men to this, this interesting Oh, fetish? to men? Yes. Oh, um, yeah, because what attracts me to sleepy fetish is probably very different. Actually, no, you know what? Let's get both. Mm. So Actually, we know why. We, we, we kind of understand why men are attracted to it. <laughs> You're not going to uh, like my answer. <laughs> oh, I'd love to hear it, though. Well, I get to lie flap on the couch, and someone, like, <laughs> flops my arms around, and I'm just like, I'm working so hard. <laughs> that is the best. Yeah. 
It's like if I get I very rarely get to lose in my videos, but when I do, it's great because I get someone puts me in a nexus or something, and I'm just like I pretend to be asleep, and it's fantastic. I'm getting paid to do this. Yep. But unfortunately for me, I I always end up having to do the carrying, the lifting, the beating yeah. up. Yeah. People don't realize like that's that's the harder that's work. role. Yeah. 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 Everyone's like, oh, God, you're so lucky, dude. Fucking beat up these girls. You worked with Tiny. Yeah. And six foot nine Tiny at the end of our 30, I think we had like a 20 to 30 minute shoot. And we're like, cut. And you're like, that was fun. And he's like, <sighs> yeah. He's like covered in sweat. Poor yeah. Um, you should try shooting something where Tiny loses. We did. We did. It, uh, we did like the intro of it was where he loses. Yeah. Uh, but it just. The stuff that we shoot where guys lose, it just it's doesn't sell. Really? Yeah, because oh, I think there's so just well for me. because there's so much out there that you're doing really well, mm-hmm. uh, and other companies are doing well where where it's femdom, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's one of those things where it's like they've got it covered. Hmm. Like interesting. Yeah, your, your market is on the women losing. Yeah, it's kind of like if you watched I don't know I guess if, do you watch pro wrestling at all? But, Not really. Okay, so every once in a while. Hmm. If you watch like a Sansa Lambs movie or like a Hannibal film, yeah, and suddenly he's very submissive to Clary Starling, and she just tells him what to do. I'd, I'd be jerking it. Yes, but <laughs> it would you would get that one viewer like yeah. you. <laughs> Everyone else would be like, "What the fuck? I want to see the guy do the killing with the serialness to it." And and so I yeah. feel like that's kind of how it is. Where like we've established this brand where it's like when when a woman faces a man, the man will win. But it's not misogynistic. It's not like you lost because you're a woman. It's more like you lost because I'm a better wrestler, you know. And yeah, that's how we. I think we we get away with it without being misogynistic. Well, and also like there is a market for both. Because mm-hmm. like I shoot a lot of stuff where giant men lose to me, mm-hmm. like you know, pathetically. Yes. And it sells. And so like it's not that there isn't a market for um, you know Claire killing Hannibal. It's just that that's not what the movie was. I think it would be better. I think a good middle ground there would be like if you came down and you brought your camera and were like, all right, let's shoot a video with Tiny beating you up. And you're like, all right, but let me do a five minute clip where I dominate Tiny. Yeah. And then that could go to your store. Yeah, exactly. And it'll, because you have that fan base built in. Mm -hmm. Our fan base is not looking, I mean, no one's coming to my site looking for, Mm. for, for Femdom. Yeah, but I mean, you like you really have the market cornered on you know, feminine losing wrestling. I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you it's, are you are the big, the excuse me you are the biggest store for that. Uh, well, no, I, I I I'm happy to be that. Like, if that's the case, um, uh, but I think what we do that uh, that brings in people like you and and you guys do so well it's not so much about who wins or loses it's more about like the performances yeah and it's like so much yeah it's like is there a good chemistry between these two women you know is the is the the woman who's being a dom doing it effectively you know is she she really have that that dominance you know Mm -hmm. because that's the thing like if you have somebody who's who's trying to be the heel the bad sorry the bad guy Mm -hmm. and they don't seem sure of themselves it just the whole clip just kind of goes to shit. And so I've had to actually micro-direct. And be like, you should say this. Yeah. You should probably stand like this. Or you should have this this posture. Because if you're not, or like, grab, you know, reach in and grab the hair. Like, yeah. you're not going to, like, stand there and wait for somebody to get up. Go in there and, like, yeah. control that person. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's the key. Is That's the one thing that I will toot my own horn. Is like, I can be a good director when it comes to that. 
It's just like if someone's not sure of themselves, I try to make it really easy for them to reach that part of their brain where like I need to be more dominant. Yeah. And I feel like some people just like just take to that and some people don't. Mm-hmm. Like um but you I take it both really well. Yeah. Like, you've lost and you've won fantastically. So. Yeah, and I'm I'm I think I'm like I'm better at playing, you know, kind of like evil evil roles but um <laughs> but i also you know i i'm a good actor so i can you know yes, i can, I can lose, lose with some dignity um <laughs> but i just uh, i just started hanging out with this guy recently and I, I asked him if he wouldn't mind doing a clip for me and he was like yeah sure whatever i can do that um and so i was like okay well i haven't shot a lift and carry in a while let's shoot a lift and carry so i like you know go through the holds with him i was like you know here's an over the shoulder carry here's a cradle carry here's you know blah 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 um, and he, this guy is massive. Oh, so easy. Yeah, easy. He's kind of like a miniature tiny. Huh? Um, mean, mean a, mini, a mini tiny. He's a mini tiny. Um, that's what his, that's what his, uh, his fetish name should be. Cause he, we were like, you know, what's, what's your fetish name when we were uploading it? Mini tiny. Yeah. Mini tiny. Um, but anyways, his, his actual name is Monk. Um, uh, you know, so like, you know, it's, it's a clip where, you know, he come he like breaks into my house and knocks me out and, you know, like takes my clothes off and is, you know, being super creepy about the whole thing. Mm. And like, he is just this like sweet guy who is like so, so big on consent. Um, you know, like he was, uh, he was at my last party and like, he didn't touch anyone without <laughs> making absolutely sure that they were totally fine with it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like even someone who was like making out with him the entire night. And yeah, it's still like, I saw him later just be like, is it okay if I do this? That's me. But he like, he took to it immediately and like got the creepiness and like got what to do. Um, you know, knew how to, you know, like talk creepy and just be like, oh yeah, I'm going to come back and play with you later. And he just took to it like a fish to water. And I was like, hell yes, I found new talent. <laughs> I, I'm the same way. I've been asked to do um, pretty much that. But, mm-hmm. like, it's, I always have to go, like, okay, what are you okay with? Yeah, you know, what where are, you are your limits? Um, even when we shot earlier, I think there was a scene where I took the syringe and I was, like, tracing it across your leg. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I didn't ask her if that was okay. Yeah, it was fine. But I figured, at that point, I was just like, okay, this is right on the edge. And I'm just like, she could just cut and be like, no! Yeah. No syringes on my butt, please. <laughs> I had it happen recently. <laughs> have you read my contract? <laughs> I was shooting with this guy for the first time and he was he was a bondage guy mm. and he was like he was a sweetie he was such a dad he brought he showed up to the shoot with like this it was like three literally like three grocery bags full of snacks oh it was so much food um and so we're shooting this like it was an intro to a clip and it was me and vika shooting mm. um we so, love us some vika yeah she's wonderful um is this the guy with the animals no 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 oh, okay. totally different guy um, this guy was a bondage guy. Okay. Um, but so we're, we're shooting the intro to this clip and it's just me for the first part. So he gets me tied up and he reaches in and grabs my boob. And I was like, cut. Um, and he's like, what happened? I'm so sorry. Like what, what? And I was like, I don't, I don't actually do boob groping. And he was oh, like, oh my, oh God. Um, I'm God. so sorry. I was talking to, you know, to Will, uh, Nadia's boyfriend and I asked him about boob groping and he said that you guys did boob groping all the time. And I was like, oh, miscommunication. <laughs> Vika and I shoot boob groping together. And right. he's like, I am so sorry. I should have clarified my apologies. I will cut it from the video. And I was like, we are fine. No worries. And he was like, he was so 
panicked that he, oh, no. he'd done this. And I was like, don't worry about it. It's okay. You, there was a miscommunication. It's fine. And he threw a it. bag of snacks at you and ran away. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, look, the fact that you showed up with chocolate bars was, you Yeah. Know. It's like the chocolate ninja. He's just like, poof. Yeah. Just disappears. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. But like, it's okay if you accidentally cross something, just, you know. Be chill about I'm it. yeah, and that's my thing is I, I tend to be very vocal with somebody before a shoot, you mm-hmm. know, especially if I'm shooting something for my, like my wife or another company. I've been asked to do stuff where it's like, okay, well, let's talk about this, and mm-hmm. I'll take five minutes to like literally sit down with somebody and just like, okay, what are you okay with? And I feel like that's something that I have to do. Like I, I can't move forward with especially if you want me to be creepy it's like if you want me to be creepy i can do yeah. it you know i mean my wife gives me shit about it she's like you're not creepy enough <laughs> she's like you're being too nice and i'm just like okay let's yeah, do but it again I'd still rather stay on the side of the line you know yeah, yeah yeah that's kind of my thing it's like i want to be on the yeah i want to make sure that that like after the shoot no one's eyeing me weird you know i'm just yeah, like you haven't offended anyone is that okay yeah but uh all right so uh Final questions. Um, where do you see yourself in the next five years in the business? Do you want to be more hands-on as a producer? Do you want to be doing, you know, like kind of a mixture of both? I like doing a mixture of both. Um, I'd like to get my, my self-shot content to the point where I don't have to tour as much. Like mm-hmm. I can just occasionally like kind of do kind of like the trip that I'm doing now where I'm just like bopping into a city for a couple of days, have a couple of shoots lined up, go home. And people that you like. Yeah. Shoot with a couple of people that I like shooting with um, and go home. You know, still, you know, go to Fetish Con, that kind of thing. But I really don't like touring. It's so <laughs> stressful. See, and I like travel. It's just, oh, it has to be, traveling. it has to be on like my, yeah. It, like it, when I see people like Hannah Perez and, oh, God. and like, like she's actually yeah, coming she through, it. she's coming through like in the next couple of weeks, I'm looking forward to it because she and her man are so fucking awesome. Yeah, they're great. But I just go like, how do you guys do it? Like, I don't understand. I don't know how they do it, but they, yeah. I get it. They hustle like fucking crazy and then they go and just seclude themselves somewhere beautiful for mm-hmm. like, you know, weeks. Yeah. So I get it. It's like there's a, the yin and yang. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Every, even when I was helping chaperone uh, some models during their tours, I would be like, I, I need to go see something. Like, I need yeah. to go, like, we went to Dallas once, and I was just like, I'm going to go see where JFK was shot because I can't just be shooting. Yeah. You know, I have to stay sane. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so if you want to, I guess you want to find that, like, healthy balance. Yeah, I want to find a healthy balance. Um, yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to step up my own production, mm-hmm. which is always a challenge because I have bad ADD. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> So, you know, that's always, it's, it's tricky. Um, but I'd really like to, I'd like to buy a house. Like that's, that's seriously like on my, my soon goals list is like, I want to buy a place. Um, I'm probably going to buy a place in Michigan, not move to Michigan, but um, just have a place in Michigan. Yeah. Um, have a place in Michigan is kind of like a summer home. Mm. Um, and then, um, might get a house here. Now we're kind of kind of weighing the options. I mean, we'd love to have you. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to be closer. Like, a lot of my friends down here are down here. There's mm. a lot of work for me down here. Major airport, go anywhere. Oh, yeah, we would hire you like crazy if you were down here. Yeah, yeah, like, there's a lot of work here. Big hub for mm-hmm. travel, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and a lot of the producers come down here. And I'm close to Tampa. Yeah, we're very lucky to, to have Hartsfield here. Because it's yeah. like, you can just kind of go wherever the fuck you want. Yeah. Um, well... I, I feel like there's a lot of other topics we can 
we could hit on, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to take too I much. I sure do I, have some stories. Oh my goodness. Um, but, um, let's, let's go to your stores or your store. So is it close for sale? It's clips for sale. Do you, do you know the number? Oh god, I have no idea. Oh, you don't? Okay, so no. what? Uh, so because uh, some girls it's like have Luna it memorized. Yeah, some girls actually have it memorized. I'm no. very impressed by that. So yeah, yeah. So is it wait? So it's uh, so just type in Luna Lane. Just type in Luna Lane. So L U N A and then L A I N. L A I N. Yeah, that's important. It's not L A N E. It's L A I N. Hi, Kitty. Oh my gosh! Hello. Oh, we have a new guest. And now I'm completely distracted. Kitty. But um, uh, needless to say, like we, you know, we love having you here. We love yeah, shooting with I you. Love we love with working you with you guys. And like we, um, when are you coming back through? Hopefully, New Year's. Oh right. Yeah. That's right. We have the party. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think I don't know if we're shooting anything before that. I think we're actually going to take a break at that yeah. point. But uh, if I come out, I'll be here for like a week afterwards or something. Yeah. Give you tight guys time to clean the house. Great. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I know how it goes. We actually have a cleaning company that comes out and does stuff, but then they, even then Ugh. they're like, "Let can we not show up like after your New Year's party? We're like, yeah, we'll get rid of some dead bodies. Uh, but so you guys tentatively look for Luna Lane to come back to Super Kids World uh, probably January. Yeah, hope if, so. If not, then February, but hopefully January. Um, and, uh, in the meantime, uh, check out her store, Clips for Sale. Just type in Luna Lane, L-U-N-A-L-A-I-N. She's got a shit ton of stuff that you I, have. Yeah. How I many mean, clips have you shot? Oh, literally thousands. <laughs> I have no idea. I should start keeping count. Oh All right. Goodness. So starting from today, one. Yes, exactly. But, um, just, uh, yeah, check her out and she'll, she'll be coming back through. Order customs yeah. at IamSleeperKid at Yahoo.com. Check us out at SKWPPV.com. And what's the other site? SleeperKidsWorld.com, which is our <laughs> free site. Um, and I think that's it. <laughs> Find us on Facebook and Twitter. I think Twitter, we're still SleeperKid. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the meantime, we'll see you next time. And uh, bye. Yeah. Say adios. Bye, everyone. And however many languages you may know. <laughs> oh, wow. Bye-bye. We forgot to hit record.